Town Bank Mortgage, NMLS number 512138, is an equal housing lender. This podcast is for informational purposes only. And now, the man born with a 5 o'clock shadow and with the NMLS number 2028201. He is a gentleman. He is a scholar. He is... Tyler Crawley. And I'm really liking my new theme song, I will say. Uh, wish it could be Christmas all the time. I'm not going to change the theme, but I do like the Christmas one. I'm a fan. Uh, welcome, everyone, to the Wednesday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast. I am the aforementioned host of this podcast, Tyler Crawley. And interestingly enough, well, maybe not that interesting, um, and I feel like I've never noticed this before. And maybe because we were focusing on other things, I'm not entirely sure. But uh, back-to-back reports on home price growth. So on Monday, we got some data from Black Knight. And on Tuesday, we got some data from CoreLogic. And I was I, I remember the CoreLogic Home Price Insight Report because I always joke it's like the redheaded stepchild of the Case-Shiller Report. But I feel like I've always sort of ignored the Black Knight data, and I shouldn't have, and yet I did. So I'm going to rectify that mistake going forward, and I will make sure that we talk about it here on the podcast. Uh, We're also going to be talking about some predictions for 2023. Redfin released 12 predictions. Yeah, 12. I I don't know why 12. I mean, 12 days of Christmas, so maybe that's where that number came from, Um, but they released 12. It's funny because last week we got five from Zillow and this week we're getting 12. I'm, I'm very surprised to see how many predictions we get next week from someone else. Uh, and then we'll talk about how housing could help lower inflation if we have time, that is. We will see what's going on with the clock. But we're going to start, like I said, with home price growth. So like I said, yesterday we got some Black Knight data that showed Home price appreciation falling into the single digits. It was close, very close for CoreLogic, but it did not drop into the single digit category just yet. Still in double digits, 10.1% in the month of October, of course, comparing year over year. So we're talking about October 2022 comparing it to October 21. That was down a similar amount because I remember Black Knight fell about 1.3%. This, or excuse me, this also fell 1.3% to from 11.4% in September and is now down more than half from the peak that we saw in March and April, two months. We saw 20.9% year over year appreciation. Uh, And then, of course, the monthly data, not surprisingly, for the fourth straight month, we saw a decline, but this is a small decline. I mean, it was almost flat, Uh, a drop of 0.1%, a lot smaller than September's, in which we saw a 0.5% decline, Um, and it's the smallest one that we've seen since the month-over-month data started showing declines. And that's what's kind of interesting about this is this is very similar to the Black Knight report in that the year-over-year slowdown of 1.3 percentage points for 
uh, this CoreLogic report was the smallest drop that we've seen since May. And the 0.1% was the smallest that we had seen since July. I think we did see uh, a pretty small decline in July. So if you're looking for a silver lining, the silver lining is that the slowing is slowing, (laughs) if that makes any sense. So we actually saw a fast slowing with regards to home price appreciation kind of right out the block when things started falling. Now we're seeing that begin to slow. And I mentioned predictions, and we're going to talk about the Redfin predictions here in a second, but the CoreLogic report always has sort of a projection for what they think is going to happen next month and then what they think is going to happen a year from now. And they're a little bullish. And I always must mention that, of course, they've never been right the entire time that I've been watching them give uh, predictions in this report. Uh, They're expecting 0% growth in November. So not negative, not positive, unchanged in November, which, to be honest, based on the trend line, it seems possible. It definitely seems possible. But here's the real Uh, news story that I saw a lot of people reporting on this, they still believe, even with these declines, that year over year, October 22, or I should say October 23, compared to October 22, home prices will be up 4.1%. So they think that, you know, we might see home prices dip, but then they're going to rise. And by October of next year, home prices will be up, will be positive, 4.1%. Very bullish. A lot of people saying that that is no longer, for the longest time we saw, yeah, of course, home prices are going to rise in 2023. Not a lot of people standing behind that anymore. Uh, CoreLogic, one of the few, holding their bullish position. Now, one place where you should be bullish would be Miami. I mean, this is... This is crazy. So major metro areas like the housing market in general are seeing major cool downs just all over the country, except for one area where it's cooling off, but at a much slower pace than anywhere else. So Miami in the month of October is almost double the nearest major metro area they are still seeing year over year 22.6% growth. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's like peak housing market. And now here we are in this major slowdown and Miami is still firing on all cylinders. Now, like I said, they are slowing down. Uh, that was about a, it was a 3% drop. Exactly. Three percentage point drop from the 25.6 reported in September and was down from the 27.1% peak in August. But when you look at where the other major metro areas are, remember when we talked about Phoenix and Las Vegas? I mean, they were close to, and in some cases above 30%, and they have slowed down in a major way. Houston took the number two spot behind Miami with 12% year-over-year growth. They're still in double digits. Phoenix is at 10.9%. Las Vegas at 10.4, and then San Diego is at nine. So right now, only four major metro areas were in the top or had double-digit growth year over year 
I think the last report was like seven. And then before that, I think it was over. It was the top 10 was all double digits. And so major slowdowns happening, but not in Miami. <laughs> Just so weird. Not in Miami. Now, Selma Hep, who is the economist over at CoreLogic, said that even though the housing market has seen a sharp decline, there is a reason to be optimistic, saying, quote, home price growth continued to approach single digits in October, and it will move in that direction for the rest of the year and into 2023. However, while some housing markets have seen significant recalibration since the spring price peak and are likely to post losses in 2023, further deteriorating for sale inventory, some relief in mortgage rate increases, and relatively positive economic news may help eventually stabilize home prices. And let's also not forget, as I mentioned earlier, they are still projecting that year over year, October to October, home prices will be up 4.1%. Still very bullish. Very bullish. We will see if they are right. They're one of the few holding on to that bullish position. Um, As I mentioned, uh, real quick, just to remind you, we got Black Knight's report uh, or data we talked about in yesterday's podcast. And I still think it's so funny that they both saw year-over-year declines of 1.3 percentage points. <laughs> like, that's so crazy that it was the exact drop for both reports. However, once again, Black Knight had home price appreciation falling into the single digits, 9.3%. Now, we, we talked about the bullish predictions for Redfin. And, or excuse me, um, for CoreLogic. However, we got 12 predictions about next year's housing market from Redfin. I'm not going to go through all 12, okay? We, we do not have the time for that. I mean, technically we do, but if you want to read them, you can go to the website, marketsandmortgages.com. I link to the article if you want to check them out. I decided to pick what I thought were the top three, probably the most important aspects of the current housing market and really kind of any housing market. And I said, let's focus on those. And the first one they talk about is home sales. I mean, that's without a doubt, probably the most important category. You know, we saw record amounts of home sales, just insanity in the housing market. Things have slowed down to the point where we're now starting to see not only a slowdown from the boom times, but a slowdown compared to say normal times. So what do they think is going to happen in 2023? Redfin believes that we're going to continue to see (laughs) a slowdown in 2023, saying, quote, we expect about 16% fewer existing home sales in 2023 than 2022, landing at around 4.3 million, which would put it at the lowest level since 2011. So over 10 years. So unlike CoreLogic, they might not be as bullish when it comes to the housing market recovery. And I think it also depends on inventory. I mean, it's, we still haven't seen that, you know, remember everyone was predicting inventory Armageddon. (laughs) It's like, oh, all these houses are going to flood the market. And we're still seeing below pre-pandemic levels, according to Altos, Black Knight. Everyone is like, yeah, there's this 
there's there's no houses. And I can tell you as someone that works in southeastern North Carolina, there are no homes. I mean, there's some. I mean, it's better than like at the worst part of the pandemic when a house would go up for sale and would be gone immediately. There are homes, but not a lot. Not a lot at all. Now, obviously, after home sales, probably the most important component of the current housing, well, any housing market, but right now in particular, I mean, this is having an oversized impact on the housing market, and that would be mortgage rates. Always important here on markets and mortgages. Uh, the historic mortgage rate climb is without a doubt probably the biggest real estate story of 2022. I mean, sure, the drop in home sales and other components, but I mean, just how quickly rates went from historic lows to historic highs, I I would say it's probably the biggest story, uh, the big jump. And I mean, just the, how fast it happened. All of a sudden, th- I think we, I can't remember if we did it or not, but it was close to being 400 basis points higher, more than double what the rate was a year ago. And I mean, just it, unprecedented, unprecedented climb in rates. So what's going to happen in 23? Well, Redfin says that they expect the 30-year fixed mortgage to gradually decline to around 5.8% by the end of the year with an average for the year right around 6.1%, which is not too far off from where rates are right now. So they're pretty much predicting where we are, a little bit of a drop about, you know, once again, depends on what's happening with the markets day to day. But let's just say, Half a point drop by a year from now is what they are projecting, but that's going to hold for the majority of the year at 6.1%. Not bad. I mean, from a historical standpoint, pretty good. <laughs> it just seems higher uh, based on where we are, but it's not seven. We're not seeing a seven handle that I will take. That I will. I mean, people a couple of weeks ago were saying we were going to go to 10%. And now someone's like, yeah, 6%. That's not bad. I think most people will take that. And then the other big story to come out of, especially the pandemic housing market, has been the migration of home buyers. You know, people from the West and the Northeast moving to the South and the Midwest. And so, what does Redfin think is going to happen with regards to migration? They are predicting that the migration level will fall but it will not drop back down to pre-pandemic levels. So we're still going to see people moving from the West and the Northeast, just not at the same levels that we saw during the pandemic. Uh, They expect that the share of Americans relocating from one metro to another will slow to about 20% in 2023. That is down from almost 25% this year, but is still above pre-pandemic levels of around 18%. So still going to see it happening, just not at the pace that we saw these last two years. Now, they also get into the Midwest. They talk about that still being a hot real estate market. Interestingly enough, I thought they were going to say the South. They said the Northeast and the Midwest were going to be the two big markets in 2023. So I was kind of surprised by that because the South has just been on fire. So they must think there's some big slowdown 
coming for the South. Um, they also get into wannabe buyers, the impact the rental markets are gonna have on them, uh, real estate investors and Zoomers, Generation Z, among others. That I means it's 12 predictions. And once again, of course, you can find the article at the website, marketsandmortgages.com. And it's also in, of course, the morning companion newsletter if you want to sign up for that at marketsandmortgages.com. And then real quick here before we go, uh, Gwyn Guilford had a good piece in the Wall Street Journal about how surging housing costs have kept inflation high, right? Because shelter costs are like, what, one-third of CPI. But now we could be seeing that reverse where now we're going to see a big drop in rents and we're already seeing it with regards to home prices well not a big drop but you know percentage wise uh anywhere from what five to twenty percent is what i've seen nationally with regards to home prices and so that will have a downward pressure on inflation in fact alan detmeister economist at ubs told the wall street journal that rent increases are now, quote, coming in at or below the pre-pandemic pace. That suggests we should now be past the peak for monthly CPI rent increases. As a result, he is predicting that inflation could be below the Federal Reserve's target rate of 2% by 2024. That would be pretty awesome. Not going to lie. Now, of course, one of the problems with this and just shelter costs in general is that they are sticky. Uh, Guilford, of course, of the journal explains that, quote, this has as much to do with how it is calculated by the Labor Department's Bureau of Labor Statistics. The OER isn't based on home prices or mortgage payments because home purchases are an investment, not just a commodity. And of course, not everyone's buying a house. Not everyone, well, usually your rent's kind of resetting, but not everyone's buying a house. And so it does complicate how they calculate it. And there's a lag effect when it was rising up. And there's probably also going to be a lag effect for when it kind of dissipates from the calculation. So Guilford explaining that instead, the Bureau of Labor Statistics Bases OER on what an owner would have to pay to rent their home, drawn from rents in high home ownership areas. And they explain, you know, kind of the different arguments about what could be happening with regards to shelter costs. And could that now be helping the inflation number start to fall? And that's on the website as well. Once again, marketsandmortgages.com and like everything we talk about here, also in the companion newsletter. Um, All right, we got to go short show, kind of a short show for most of them. I think yesterday was over way over 20 minutes. Now we're like right around 20 minutes. So you guys enjoy your Wednesday. We'll see you back here Thursday morning for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And remember, as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. 